Minute. I'm your co-host, Rob. And uh, we're on Minute. I'm and Joe. We got Joe. We got Joe. We're on Minute 91. Uh, just so, you know, just so people know, this is the uh, podcast where we discuss and analyze the movie Tombstone minute by minute. And uh, Minute 91, uh, in this minute, Joe... Josephine crosses the street. <laughs> <laughs> we got a humdinger of a week this week. <laughs> we do have a great week. We have a great week of stuff. Uh, that said, today, someone crossed the street. Um, uh, I think you're selling this minute a little short. I mean, I might be, but uh, it, it there's one line of dialogue in this minute. Which I think works well. It's just a quiet town and everyone's staring awkwardly as a group of people everyone hates leaves. Yeah, it's like junior high all over again. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, guys, I'm, I'm moving to Wisconsin, uh, so I'm not going to see any of you again. Okay. So, anyone? I, have, I, I know my new phone number. Does anyone need that? No. No. That's fine. Uh, before we jump too far in the scene, Joe, we do have a deleted sequence I want to talk about. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it takes place uh, between uh, Wyatt yelling in the rain and this minute we have here. And it is Doc sitting by himself drinking. He recites or starts reciting some quote from Kublai Khan, who I guess is some Mongolian emperor. Um and he says Morgan, and then he starts reciting it, and he says, close your eyes with holy dread, and then he passes out, and he's all sweaty. So it's fine they dropped that. Well, it's a poem. Yeah. Yeah, Coleridge. Um, college. It's a good poem. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little heavy-handed there. Uh, it's also, I think, they in the newsreel at the beginning of Citizen Kane... Oh, like like Xanadu is is uh like that that's that's from this poem. Yeah, is it so the same in the one? New, in the I think in the newsreel they read the first couple lines from this poem or something like that after like you know the newsreel scene after Rosebud. Oh yeah, and close your eyes with holy dread, for he on honey dew hath fed and drunk the milk of paradise. Is I think the lines that he was uttering in this deleted sequence, but it Make, makes more sense in Citizen Kane than than this movie. Yes, and I think that's a very long poem because this is that's lines. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, I think if memory serves, that was uh, uh, years ago when I was in college. <laughs> in this sequence, it's mostly quiet. Uh, I kind of I do kind of enjoy how quiet it is. There's no score. There's just sort of the sounds of the town. Uh. And it starts, uh, we see Kate watching from the top of the Grand Hotel rooftop. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I guess from the top of the Grand Hotel. Um, and then Josephine walks out of the restaurant, um, puts up her parasol, uh, and walks across the street. And Wyatt stares at her. Now, Joe, in the script... <laughs> the, the script or... <laughs> or based on the script tombstone a novel by giles tippett based upon the screenplay uh it's a little to different the fan, are you getting good feedback about reading stuff from this book <laughs> I, don't I have think not I... received feedback one way or the other uh, probably <laughs> all right all right let me rephrase the question have episodes with you reading from this book been released yet no <laughs> 
I don't I like, believe they I have. I feel like you're going to get, uh, you're using the book too much feedback, but I'll allow it one more time. Okay. Then you're suspended for the rest um, of the week from using the book. So in this, Josephine stood and looked on. She was looking for Wyatt, wondering where he could be. She felt that she had to speak to him at least one time. Then Wyatt came out of the telegraph office and walked straight past her without a word, oh. without so much as a look. So they reversed it a little bit. Which What's... do you think works better? Well, I mean, he already said, yelled, get away from me, the previous scene. So he doesn't he... need to, like, do it again. Yeah, I suppose. He did He did yell. And it also has this. It has Curly Bill commenting on it. Curly Bill watched. He said, look at that. He cut her dead. Now she's nobody. We can just leave her alone. Wyatt just dumped her. He wouldn't care what happened to her. I think he just said the... Four, he just said the same thing four different ways there. <laughs> but I guess, you know, as I read that, I guess it makes sense as a way to sort of explain why the Cowboys don't go after Josephine. Well, B, I would assume Behan doesn't want him to. That's already explained. Yeah, that's true. So you don't need that. It's just yeah, a I'm... bad book. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, will, I will say in the book, Joe, they get some of the names wrong. What? <laughs> God. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, Ryan Earp, <laughs> legendary lawman. Uh, I think it's it, they have Frank McMasters instead of Sherman McMasters in the book. Oh, which well, I b- believe is wrong though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Josephine walks off. Um, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't pay any attention to him whatsoever. Do you have anything to say about this? Um, so I mean, most of the scene is just people like just cut, cutting from person to person in the town, staring blankly at this wagon train of uh, people who. I, I, okay, I guess really it just leads to this question. So it looks around, and the and the herbs are kind of glancing around at all these people, and it's really quiet, and no one seems to care. And I guess my question is, why would anyone in Tombstone care about them leaving? What is one good thing they've done? I I guess you're right, because you'd have to be thinking like, well, the Cowboys might be bad news, but things have gotten a lot worse since the Earps have been in town. Um, yeah, but is there I, anyone else really watching? Like, the only other people at the beginning would be, like, the mayor, right? Well, they, they cut to, like, a lot. I mean, there's lots of people. They, they cut the, the, the central figure in each shot is somebody like, of note. But there's also lots of people in the background that are just extras, people we don't know. So it seems like most of the porches and stuff have a lot of people that are looking at, that are sort of witnessing this exit, which I guess makes sense. I mean, they're pretty famous people that are... And there's a dead person in the coffin. Maybe yeah. they're wondering if another protest would break out. <laughs> Gonna critique uh, it. It's it's interesting that uh, Kate decided to take the rooftop as her... I actually didn't re- realize it was her at first. I was like, who's that up there? Yeah, I didn't notice either. Um, uh, they show her twice, just like hanging up on top of the roof, looking down. Um I think the other issue with this is I'm fine with the dramatic tension of them leaving and the Cowboys being there and kind of wondering this, like what happens next, you know? Yeah, they actually- it's cool. I'm just saying, like, it's a weird movie because there's no clear 
I mean, I think most people watch this movie, and certainly I, in the past, when I watched it when I was younger, did too, thinking like, all right, well, Wyatt Earp is the hero. But from doing this podcast, like, he's no hero at all. True, which is Virgil what he is said a stubborn from the moron. Yeah, and, he, mean, and true, and he goes out of his way to tell everybody that he's not a hero, that he's yeah. greedy, and that he's selfish. Yes. And, uh, you know, he's like, uh, what is it, like Charles Barkley always telling people I'm no role model. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Which I, I appreciate that a little bit. But then sort of in this scene, he, and I could be wrong here, Tell me if I'm sure you'll tell me if I am. He just seems like he, he sort of thinks like he's entitled to people caring that they're gonna go. Oh, I. Th- that's maybe more a little bit the next minute when he's like, I, I know he's like try. I guess on the other one hand, he's just trying to end the feud. Yeah, but also yeah. I, I mean, think I there's think... this little hint like like he thinks it matters that they're leaving. And the average working person in Tombstone, I don't see why they would care at all that these people are leaving. They went there with nothing but profit as a goal Virgil sort of became a lawman but he sucked at it yeah and uh now people are dead nothing yeah. is better do you think Johnny Tyler finds out about this and goes back to Tombstone <laughs> I hope so um, I, I, I hope he's oh man I sh- I'm gonna go back and look at these couple minutes maybe that'd be so great if they had him peeking around the corner of some building or something like grinning yeah <laughs> Like, oh, here we go. Or if he uh, ran out right at the last second here, and it's like, I, I knew it. I knew you wouldn't make it. And then Wyatt gets to slap him one last time. Uh, the one line on here, and this is, once again, more credit to Val Kilmer, who uh, sells this line as being important when it's not when at all. Emotionally, he... we're not important. But he does a good job to make it important, right? Like, Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just super weird, like that's the thing that he's going to comment on now it's just the thing that matters the least i guess i I, well i guess you could just argue doc is the only person who gets that Wyatt and her belong together yeah because they they do end up together so he says he says so she walked out of her lives forever here's here's my issue with this like combining all this stuff together his dead brother's in a coffin right (laughs) like yeah he's pulling his dead brother somewhere um like how his other brother older brother has lost the use of his arm and they they shot at all their wives and girlfriends yeah except for, <laughs> except for docs <laughs> that's right so you know and docs sorry. commenting on this moment of like when uh the girl stopped sitting at your lunch table because someone got in a fight oh you know like it's it's the least important you're right it's the least important sort of factor in this and in this movie, they've only had one real encounter, which was the which was their like horseback riding date. Like no, they've had all these looks, but nothing else has happened. Yeah, which reminds me, now that I'm on vacation, I really should go back and recut that with uh, meatloaf. <laughs> I mean, because the only other and you're right. The last time he saw her, is he yells at her to get away from get away from her or get away from him. Um, and every other time he just stared at her silently. Well, that's how he, that's the Maddie relationship too. That's how, <laughs> that's to how be Wyatt fair, yeah. treats women. <laughs> look, oh. I'm looking at you, ain't I? I'm not going to laugh all day like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this minute, uh, before we get to the Cowboys, I want to do a little historical thing. 
this uh, apparently happened the next day, March 19th, after uh, Morgan was killed. And this is actually why it's 34th birthday. So maybe that's why he's looking around. He's like, guys, it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting for the surprise party to start. <laughs> Oh man, they must be like they must have everything packed into the wagon already. <laughs> the whole ride to like where are they going? Tucson? Is that where they the train station? I'm assuming is? it's Tucson. Yeah. Is that where where that's where they arrived? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, oh maybe, maybe everyone's hiding like around a turn on the way to Tucson. That's probably what it is. Uh, so apparently Wyatt and his brother James Earp, which is another brother. And a group of friends took Morgan's body to the railroad station in contention. After loading his remains onto the train, James and five close friends accompanied it to Colton, California. Uh, Morgan's wife was already in Colton, where she had traveled for safety before Morgan was killed. Um, and then James and his guard arrived in Colton with Morgan's body on March 21st. That must smell awful. Well, they, they, they could have packed it with ice. I, they're still in the desert. Well, I mean, like, uh, and actually, that's interesting. Like, when, where the cowboys are sitting, you can see behind them. It yeah, says the oysters and fish. Yeah, fresh fr- fish delivered daily. So that means that there were re- there must have been refrigerated. That's true. Transportation to and from. I, I would. I gotta imagine it's from California too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'd be the closest place to get fresh fish. So. So, so that's once- uh, that speaks to the cosmopolitan nature of that town that they're getting. Yeah, it does. It Fresh does. seafood every day. It's um, crazy. Uh, so this is, once again, which I totally think is the right move, but then sort of combining two events, right? Like them leaving town and Morgan's body. Or, yeah. Uh, but I think it works well. Uh, this, so this minute ends with us seeing the Cowboys. We see Curly Bill. We see uh, <laughs> Ike. And we so, see uh, so Johnny funny. Ringo enjoying their wicker chairs. Uh I do enjoy that when you see Johnny Ringo, he's literally just rocking. With his mouth like, a cape. <laughs> he's a rocker. Are you a rocker on rock, rocking chairs? Oh, hell, hell yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I, I wish chair. I had a rocking chair. They're expensive. Are they? Like a nice wooden one, or maybe, maybe you, you know, you can get a wicker one. Um, I need some upgrades. It's summer here in Wisconsin now. Uh, I need a wicker... <laughs> Uh, we should put, we should start an Amazon wish list and <laughs> have wicker, like, and have a wicker chairs. rocking chairs as the only item on ours. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them. Hint, hint listeners. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else for this minute? Do, do you think that, uh, Curly Bill, like trying to catch flies in this scene is like a nod to once upon a time in the West? Um... Uh, maybe, and the reason I say that is this sequence plays out sort of like the opening sequence to Once Upon a Time in the West. Like yeah, it's so quiet, quiet and... and we're just watching people like walk from point A to point B, and you're sort of like, you know, it does sort of ratchet up the tension, but it, it does seem to be a callback to to a little bit to Sergio Leone movies. Yeah, that, uh, that's about as good. The beginning of a Once Upon a Time in the West is about as good as it gets. Yeah, in this man's humble opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so we have a lot going on this week. We th- this is this is the quiet before the storm. Yeah. Yes, it's. Uh, well, I guess I mean it kind of like picks up. It, it accelerates the whole week. Each minute more action packed than the last. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think 
you know, we are we are almost almost to the third act here. I think uh, the train station would begin our third act. So, yep, it does. It it ratches up way way a lot. Let's just say a lot of people die between now and Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, in preparation for that, this whole week, I've been taking testosterone supplements to try to get amped up for all of this manly violence. Good. Yeah, Good. I'm um, feeling a little weird. Uh, I've been, I picked a fight in the grocery store today. Um, uh, but other than that, I, I think it's all worth it. It's going to be probably the best week of podcasting ever. Top five for sure. Um, oh, by the way, just a quick update. We have 13 ratings on um, on Tombstone Minute on uh, iTunes, so we're pretty close to not having to bring anything to the Tim Cook cookout. Yeah, what do we need to get to? Do we need to get to I 20? I think 20. I think we need 20, and we don't have to bring anything. Okay. So we're close. Um, <laughs> I, and I guess we could just pull, pull everything together here. The, what We need some more ratings on iTunes, so we don't have to bring anything. And then... We will include an option where you could have our wicker rocking chairs delivered to the side of the cookout so that we have rocking chairs to relax on. Um, so, listeners, it's time for you guys to step up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sitting on one of those little, like, canvas folding chairs. Excuse me. No. Yeah. With two cup holders. Why do I need two? I'm one person in a chair. <laughs> I bought my dad one that has a cooler built into one of the uh, the handles, like the armrests. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is it wicker? Uh, no, like one of those like canvas like camp chairs. Oh, okay. um, I was one right. of my. I, I think that made me son of the year right there. Uh, and then actually last weekend I saw him, and I was like, "Hey, pretty nice chair," and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know where the hell this came from." And I was like, "I, I gave it to you." <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Love you, Dad. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh. Do you have anything else on this minute? Nah, let's let's see. we got to save some bullets in the chamber for the when the action heats up in a couple minutes. That's right. Tombstoneminute.com. Do all the things that we ask. There's a survey at tombstoneminute.com/survey. We'll read some more stuff on that on Thursday, and we will be back with minute ninety-two. Mm-hmm.